0: Hello and welcome to this episode of The Future of Schools, a podcast that explores how technology is impacting the classroom and talks to the people behind it. I'm Connor Flynn, your host and CEO at AdaptMe, and today we're talking with Maria Pai from Ala Planeta. How are you doing, Maria? Hi, how are you? Uh, Maria, could you tell our listeners what exactly you do in Ala Planeta? I'm responsible for
1: the um, pedagogical area. So I'm responsible for understanding what's uh, going on in education and at the schools, mm-hmm. um, to find out what the teachers and, and the students uh, need in the schools and then, uh, to, to communicate and to develop the product that they need okay. and that they answer to their needs. So so it's this line of, of uh, going to, from the market to the product and to the product to the market to, and okay. to communicate and to explain them and also of the uh, teaching training area okay. uh, that I'm responsible for.
0: So that sounds like a really cool job. So h- how did you get there? How did you get this job? <laughs> It is It is very, very good job. I'm
1: very fortunate. Uh, I, really, I started in communication. I, I didn't start in, in education, okay. but I started social communication and uh, um, more uh, looking for society, uh, using communication for um, getting better, improve the society. Okay, well, here we call it social communication. And then uh, I, I thought that education was really, Really, really interesting. And uh, I start uh, I, my studies in education. And um, I focus on the use of technology and mainly the communication tools okay. uh, for educational purposes. So, uh, how the education, the, the tools could help in the learning and teaching processes. Uh, so, I work many, many years at the, at the university, at the UAB in Barcelona. And uh, a teacher train uh, doing teacher training and research on media literacy and and uh, yes media literacy or other names names that we can use for the same. But uh, during this period on the 15, 20 year, uh, last years, I worked also in a small company developing products okay. because. Um, the industry came to the university as a spin-off um, to, to do products uh, for uh, communication products for uh, educational purposes. And that's the way I start yeah. and <laughs> here.
0: And here <then> I am. <laughs> from there, you came to Aula.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And they came to Aula.
0: Okay. And what are you working on at the moment? It's something called Activa, is that right? Activa, in fact, it's a it's a proposal of
1: uh, Aula Planeta that it's uh, the, the uh, schools area for of uh, the publishing co- the most uh, big uh, Spanish publishing company that it's Grupo Planeta, and it's a proposal uh, to to help the service to help the schools on innovating mm-hmm. on the, this way of. Uh, changing and um, improving the schools and helping them to... To um, integrate the technology, to integrate the another, or to look for different objectives, mm-hmm. uh, educational objectives, and how to do this, this changing, and and this is activa. So activa is like an integrated system of resources, okay. uh, educational resources, contents, uh, learning path, and and teaching proposals. <laughs> And, and tools so it's it's a, a a lot of things at the same time
0: and I, I know you're based in barcelona but i presume you 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 work with activa across spain is it exactly all across
1: spain and also in mexico and colombia and using the the spanish uh, as, a, as the main language no
0: Mm -hmm. But there's a big difference between Mexican-Spanish and Spanish-Spanish.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's culturally very, very different. We are really different and the educational systems
0: are really different. Yes. And so if you're talking about Activa, do you go to schools or do you go to government or do you go to administrations? Who, Who do you talk to to implement Activa in a school?
1: Yeah, really we go to schools and to administration and institutions we go to both mm-hmm. mainly to schools because the schools um because of the uh, educational system organization here in Spain and, and in Mexico um they are um faster in movement and they know that they have to change they know that the kids that they have the students that they have at the school they are they learn different that they are using uh, the mobile phones and they are using technology every day, mm-hmm. different devices. So they, they know that they have to change. So we mainly we go to schools, but also to um, public administration, mm-hmm. with uh, whom we work in many projects with Activa also all around Spain. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. And can you tell me what are the main challenges facing Spanish schools at the moment? You talked a little bit there about schools now have mobile devices, they have their phones, their their smartphones. But what are the challenges that the students or that schools are facing?
1: In fact, the main challenge is that uh, they have to change their learning objectives, that uh, they have to go from the contents, absolutely contents and the memory and to study and and not to do and not to apply, to more skills-focused learning. And this is the big, big change. So. The role of the student has to change, and mainly, and what's more hard to to the success is to change the the teacher role in everyday um, routines. And and then one of these challenges is to introduce the the, the technology, mm-hmm. but the technology as a tool to look for and to to succeed uh, success in in this big objective that it's. To to um, educate differently, to make the the, the students be prepared mm. for the challenge of uh, collaborating, the challenge of using correctly and and uh, uh, the ICT to mm. to work. Uh, to To learn to solve problems and not to just to study and to to wait that the others solve problems. So a, a lot of, of things. It's it's a main main change and it, it has to be done progressively. So it's first to accept that they have this challenge and second that they have to move on.
0: Yeah. So the first problem of they have to accept that this is a challenge. When you're talking to Spanish schools and administrations and teachers do people accept that a change is necessary or do they go oh, well, I'm not so sure <laughs> I, uh,
1: two years ago three years ago I would say that um, they, they they would not see that but uh, now uh, I think that everybody uh, agrees that something has to be done okay. another thing is the, the deepness no? of the, the depth sorry uh, of the change but everybody accepts that some changes must be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and we can why, why do they accept everywhere.
0: that changes have to be done? Is it because of youth unemployment? Is it because of lower marks in schools? Is there, is there a, a specific reason that people point to and say, that's a big problem?
1: No, I think it's a lot of different uh, reasons that they, yeah. they make them realize of that. Huh? It's uh, unemployment, of course, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, economic effects, uh, also the the, the real um, use of the devices of the students, mm-hmm. and many problems arise, so someone has to teach them or to guide them, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, the parents ask the, uh, to the schools that, to change.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: it's a, an important role of the families okay. that they, they see that they have to move on because they cannot still study as they studied like 50, 100 to three hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, many reasons that uh, they are
0: <laughs> pushing. So, I brought you on a bit of a tangent there and you said now about two or three years ago people didn't see a need to change. Now you're finding people see a need to change. Um, is this making your job easier or is it just <laughs> <laughs> difficulties in a different <laughs> direction? No, it, it's a lot easier,
1: a lot okay. easier because we, we
0: um,
1: the first step is done. I mean, we all agree on the same. Now um, I think that there is not a... Uh, and like a, a a single way of uh, seeing this objective, no, and doing this this objective. Mm-hmm. So there is not cer- certainty. You say I don't know if that's correct.
0: Certainty, yeah, mm.
1: exactly. So um, and and the the changes must be possible and viable to do, sustainable to do, to be done so it's and everybody wants to follow a path but yeah. the path is not so clear okay and and that's activa in fact activa it it wants to help the 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 educational centers and also the the teachers on how you can move on and in a real in a way that it can be uh, afforded for, by the teachers in the center
0: and can, i presume you have some schools that use activa very deeply and some schools that use it just a little bit am i right there am i describing properly absolutely absolutely <laughs> can, can you give me an example of of different types of uses of activa
1: yes for, for example we have um schools that use activa as um uh as the the motor or what um just to to make the students start doing things and to have an objective, we would say like uh, um, a problem solving uh, learning. No, it's yes. they 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 start um, saying to the, the students a problem a situation, some something that they have to solve or to approach project yes. and and then the activa is a. Is the tool for the students to look for information, to work uh, with their um, mates, uh, to to create, to practice, to consolidate, to to uh, self-assess. I mean, then Activa becomes like their tool, no yeah. right? main tool. Other teachers, for other examples, is that Activa is a. Um, uh, a, a way uh, the daily routine that they use the the first uh, action or activity we propose to them and then they follow it uh, uh, step by step exactly what we done and um, another once uh, the third line the or third type case, yeah. <laughs> talk about type it would be the one that has the their own material, but activa is where they integrate all the different materials, and when they um, the teacher gives different activities and do different, does different things depending on on the students or, or the group of, stu- of the students. Mm-hmm. So really making different teaching processes depending on the t- the students that they have. Okay. So it's like different
0: different approaches. Okay, and you tend do you find that in schools once they decide on a, an approach everybody does that or do, does every teacher do an independent approach in a school? Um,
1: they, here in Spain, that they used to to have. Uh, each we say that each teacher has its own book so it's like um each teacher would have uh, their their way of doing the the process now the schools are trying to go more in the same uh, flow, I would say. <laughs> so mm, there are differences, of course, there are differences of, of teaching and uh, styles and learning styles, but they all are trying to go in the same uh, flow and to follow some, uh, what we call, active principles okay. so I this no yes um, it's saying uh, there are some things that help the students to learn yeah.
0: uh,
1: and these principles we it's what with the Tibet we try to do it's uh, to keep the same principles and then you can move and and be uh, flexible on applying them of course
0: you talked earlier there about parents were looking for feedback, or looking for schools to change, or looking for education to change. Mm-hmm. Do you get much feedback from parents? And yes, uh, because we
1: are very present to, at the school. Okay. Even if we would love to be more, right? that's true. Because usually uh, we are at the moments that or. A, there are problems, or B, <laughs> on the <laughs> big meetings where yeah. you have so much parents that you are not able to depict the, the real uh, reasons. True, of any, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, really, we, have, uh, we get in touch with them, we, we talk with them, um, but... Uh, mainly when there are problems also because we would like to be with the schools knowing what's ha- going on, what's happening and trying to help them on this change because this change is also it's not so easy for the parents. Yeah. They don't know what the kids are doing. They don't know how to follow the homework, just to say an example, no? And, and it's not to, why they learn or how they learn, no? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: To, to compare with how we learn, Mm -hmm. And uh, and when we were young and then they they don't know what they are doing. Are they really working? Are they really uh, learning? These are some questions that they um, (laughs) give to us.
0: So I, I was just, I was reminded of a situation recently. I heard in a school in Ireland that some parents took their children out of school because they heard there was a tray of iPads and iPad time And yet my attitude was I want my kids to go to that school because they have iPads and they use them when necessary for specific tasks. There can be quite a a broad range of parental attitudes towards technology (laughs) in the classroom. I was just wondering, had you come across that? And you're saying, yes, (laughs)
1: <laughs> here we have the same the same situation. Eh? It's not very far away from here. Then. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so, in general, in Spain, if you look outside of education, is the attitude towards technology mainly positive, or mainly negative, or mixed?
1: It, I would say that it's mainly positive. Spain has one of the it's one of the countries that has more. Um, Connections and personal connections mm-hmm. and devices in Europe. Yes, <laughs> like that. It's not a very big, <laughs> great thing, but it's um, yes, it's a very positive. But there are some voices that that are not so good or so um, positive for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fear of what they are doing and yeah. and. and that doesn't help to, to introduce the technology in all the schools. Some schools have your parents' reactions on, that, on this way. Mm.
0: And then the administrations that you work with, are they generally out looking for new technological solutions or is it quite difficult to talk to them?
1: No, they, they are looking for new technological solutions, but uh, they, they really know and they, they try to, to push the schools, but they know that it's very difficult to push the schools um, and just make it, making it compulsory. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the teachers have to want, uh, must desire to work yeah. with. And if not, when they have tried, they have not. The teachers wouldn't use them. Yeah. So they had. Um, I, I just an example. Few years ago, well, few years no, uh, more ten or fifteen years ago, one of the region of Spain uh, put devices in all the the classes, mm-hmm. and and the the teachers wouldn't use them and they would keep them just on the boxes yeah why because they would not like to use them and also they had fear of how to use it and what to use it and what for Mm -hmm. so it's it's uh it's not just a question of pushing from the administration but also helping them on with teacher training and in fact it's one of the things that we do with them We do teacher training and center following.
0: (laughs) In your view, you have been working in schools now for years and around the area of technology. Are there any trends that you see that are being really popular at the moment and that are going to become really powerful in the future in schools in Spain? I think that what's going more uh getting
1: more important and more and more accepted is uh adaptive technology mm-hmm. uh, mainly on the science area science and math for us is, uh, and steam area mm-hmm. i would say and um and also technology is um, it's getting very very important I would say the mainly thing is on communication and creation using uh Tools to communicate, to create, to collaborate. To, mm-hmm. So this helps to the other uh, tools and and uses. Mm-hmm. So it's it's general. Um, the teachers are getting used to use the technology uh, for daily purposes mm-hmm. and for just uh, communicating. So they are introducing. Um, progressively the technologies on the, on the classroom and adaptive technologies. I think that people are, have, at, at the beginning, they have fear of it because they feel that they don't control, no? mm-hmm. that they don't have the, the, the control, but uh, they are learning how to, how to use it and they like it very much. When they use them,
0: then they like it mm-hmm. very much. And Maria, do you think in 10 years, if you walk into a classroom in Spain, will it look the same as a classroom today? No, I, I, I really
1: now I really think <laughs> that in ten years' it will, the classrooms will look very different. Mm-hmm. Ten year, ten years ago, we did a, a research in at the university of how the teachers would see the in ten years or so now uh, the classrooms, mm-hmm. and they thought that they would be like uh, absolutely changed. Um, Technology, the different way to work of the student, the how uh, everything is used, and the, the, even the tables or the students, what kind of activities they would do, etc. And I think that in ten, year, in ten years, this scenario will be right. It's not now, but in ten years more. We need the things go slower than we think, but we arrived. At it. <laughs>
0: Thanks very much for that, Maria. That sounds like an exciting new future. Thanks for listening to The Future of Schools with me, Connor Flynn. If you like our show and want to know more about The Future of Schools or Adapt Me, check out www.adaptme.com or please leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud.